Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York? What's going on, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. We're right here in Midtown, New York City. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're in the brand new studios here. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And I've been talking about courageous citizens. Where are they? Where are the courageous citizens that defend the Constitution? Are they becoming extinct? Where are the citizens that defend the republic? And I don't mean soldiers because we know where they are. But I'm talking about you and me. Those of us that are walking around every day wondering what the heck is going on with our country. Where are we? What is it that we're doing? What is the action being taken? Well, part of the action that's being taken, as far as I know, as of about an hour and a half, maybe two hours ago, is the Trump campaign is taking the constitutional fight back to the Supreme Court. So this was breaking news about two and a half hours ago or 90 minutes ago. The president's campaign today filed a petition for a writ of certiorari. This is a big deal. We talked about this on my podcast, This is America with Rich Valdez, which you can find on WABCradio.com. And they've taken this petition for the writ of certiorari to the U.S. Supreme Court to reverse a trio of Pennsylvania Supreme Court cases which illegally changed Pennsylvania's mail balloting laws immediately before and after the 2020 presidential election. And... Of course, this is because they violate Article 2 of the U.S. Constitution. And per Bush v. Gore, an old case back from 2000s, you know about that. We've talked about that at nauseum. This, in effect, is the campaign's first independent U.S. Supreme Court filing, looking for relief on the constitutional arguments. The other cases were brought by other entities, by Congressman Kelly and by Sean Parnell, the congressional candidate in Pennsylvania. So this is a big deal in that... The Supreme Court, again, is going to have an opportunity to punt yet again and say, oh, we already said no to that the last three times. Or they're going to say, well, hold on. Now we have the political campaign that's saying they're seeking relief because they were the injured party. And again, not not a lawyer. Don't even pretend to be one on the radio. But work with one on the radio occasionally. And I think this is going to be something that America's looking at because the political tides have changed a little bit. I think more and more people, there's poll after poll in the last three weeks of people saying, you know what, this thing just doesn't look like it's on the level. How is it that you have all these videos, all these affidavits, all these people coming out saying all these different things, and yet everything is supposed to be perceived to be uh, hunky-dory, right, to use that term? I don't get to use hunky-dory a lot, so I'm going to use it today. So my question to the audience is, is this thing legit? I mean, because we've got this... New report that just came out on Friday from White House trade advisor Peter Navarro. It's 36 pages long. And in a little bit, we're going to bring him on the line so he can explain it to us. But what I want to get into right now is just the overall 
scope and breadth and the depth of what's happening. The Trump campaign is going back to the Supreme Court, this time themselves. Trump is talking about potentially putting Sidney Powell in as a special counsel for the election. Let me tell you this. If I'm what is referred to as the deep state or the bureaucracy or the Democrats that hate Trump, whatever you want to call it, the Republicans that hate Trump, the rhinos, Republicans in name only. If I'm any one of these people and you tell me that Sidney, a.k.a. the Kraken Powell, is going to be a federal law enforcement person like she once was, oh boy, as a federal prosecutor, oh boy, she took on the bad guys and she took on her office when she felt that they weren't doing the right thing. So I think this is going to be a really, really huge deal. To top it off, the rest of the Trump legal team, they haven't rested on their laws. As you know, I've been filling in for America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, for the last uh, almost three weeks now because he's been down in the swamp doing his afternoon drive show, bringing you updates, but then putting his nose to the grindstone, hustling to put these things together to launch this next legal battle. Now, there's also parliamentary maneuvers, right? And uh, political considerations that we have to look at. What happens on January 6th, which is, you know, a couple of weeks away when they go and they say, all right, it's time to vote and accept the electoral college votes. What do we do then? Well, of course, we know now. We know perfectly well that there are people coming out saying, Congressman Matt Gates is coming out saying that he's going to be challenging the uh, Electoral College votes on January 6th. Representative Mo Brooks is also saying that. Uh, with respect to these six battleground states that keep coming up with lots of what, you know, the media likes to call them irregularities. But I would just really honestly say, and I'm not trying to be flippant, but I really do think these are instances of fraud. And the debate that the media tries to present is, is it widespread fraud, as they continually allege? Or is it, you know, uh, isolated, minuscule, one-off type of instances of fraud? But what they've done instead is they've gone on to say, you know, the big ones, AP, Fox News, there's no widespread fraud. And everybody else saying there's zero fraud, there's never been fraud. Again, the same crowd that, of course, says that, you know, that Trump was fraudulently elected. So it, it, the tide is turning, or as Trump would say, we're rounding the corner, folks. We're rounding the corner. And I, I believe that we are rounding the corner. And with respect to rounding the corner, I think Mayor Giuliani and Dr. Maria Ryan were on this morning and had the president on. And one of the um, comments that he made was that we've got it made. And he believes that we are going to um, experience a little bit more in the days to come, as does Mayor Giuliani, as does so many of the Trump legal team. So I want you to hear President Trump on Dr. Maria Ryan's show with Mayor Giuliani uncovering the truth this morning right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Check this out. Mr. President, how are you? Well, thank you very much. And I call in to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas. And as you know, Rudy and his team and myself and a lot of other people, and frankly, millions of people all over the country, we have uncovered a voter fraud, the greatest voter fraud in history. It's the most corrupt election this country has ever had by far. Uh, and uh, I think it's great that you not only work on it because Rudy's invaluable, but uh, not only work on it, and we've already found the answers, now we have to get the support from some politicians. Other than that, uh, we have it made. I think, we, I think we've come a long yeah. way in a very short period of time. 
Coming a long way in a very short period of time is exactly what I see happening as well. And again, I'm not living pie in the sky. I do realize that you have 75, 80% of the swamp of Washington, as well as 98% of the media, all saying Trump is out, Biden is in. And anybody who thinks that Trump is in should have their head examined because you're out of your mind. And, you know, colleagues, friends, whatever. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, There's a problem and we have to look at the problem. And if we diligently look at the problem and we find that, oh, snap, there was a problem, then we need to really get to the bottom of it, provide a solution and really look at these things. And I've talked about in the past, and I just want to reiterate that while the president is saying today and yesterday in in a tweet remarking that uh, this talk of martial law is is crazy talk, I, I tend to agree with that. I don't think he's talking about that, but I think that doesn't limit him from using other presidential powers that he has. I don't think anybody's going to use martial law. I've said that for quite a while. I don't think that's the answer. I think there's other ways of doing it. This is why when we have a violent riot or anything like that, we don't declare martial law and you don't see the army in the street. You might see the National Guard occasionally in the street when there is an insurrection. And that's why the president has the ability to use the Insurrection Act. But right now, there's just so much information out there that we have to take a look at. So we're going to get into this 36-page report with Dr. Peter Navarro in a little bit. We're going to get to your calls and we're going to get to a whole lot more, plus a little bit on what Rudy's doing and the rest of what's happening with this Supreme Court challenge. Uh, I got a few things, uh, four main points that I want to bring to you on that point. But we're going to do all of that on the other side. Keep it locked right there. This is Talk Radio 77 WABC. I am Rich Valdez and we'll be right back. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. Welcome back, America. For everybody that's listening on WABCradio.com, we've been talking about the irregularities that have occurred. And again, I want to replace irregularities with funny business because it definitely, uh, you know, there's an old saying, if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck, right? So I think this is one of those things we have to look at and say, come on, none of us are stupid. Something's going on here and we need to get to the bottom of it. And somebody that we know that's always in the media has done just that. The uh, director of the United States Trade and Manufacturing Office at the White House, Dr. Peter Navarro, volunteered his time personally to put together a 36-page report to outline these six areas or types of fraud, how it started, when it kicked in, uniquely called immaculate deception. And I think that's very aptly put because I don't often agree with everything that everybody else has to say, but Peter Navarro, longtime Democrat, two areas where we agree 100% that Donald Trump should be president and that China is a huge enemy. So 
I want to welcome, it's an honor to have him on the program, Dr. Peter Navarro, White House Trade Advisor. Welcome to This is America. Great to be with you tonight, sir. You are a patriot, and I'd love to talk to you a little bit about this immaculate deception. Absolutely, and and we want to hear about it. From the report, I read most of it last night, fell asleep because it was so long, woke up, kept reading it. And the two things that I took away, I said, man, I think you hit the nail on the head with this six areas or different types of fraud. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, what we have here is, is what I, let me tell you what I did first and how I got to what I'm going to give you as the top line finding for your listeners. My background's um, in economics and the law. I got a PhD from Harvard in economics, published in law journals. Uh, at, at, you know, at midnight, it looked like the president was a lock for winning. And then in the dead mm-hmm. of night, uh, this, this Trump red tide uh, started turning Biden blue. And I watched for a couple of weeks uh, and, and I couldn't get like um, a coherent story. There was just a lot of things going on. So what I did was squirrel myself away for, for a week, went through thousands of documents uh, and came up with these top line findings. You start with the fact, and it is a fact, that the Democrat Party has a coordinated strategy across six battleground states. Um, These are Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. What's the strategy? The strategy is to flood or stuff the ballot box in those battleground states with mail-in and absentee ballots and do so often by either bending the law or outright breaking it. And what's interesting is that if you look at the the narrow Biden margins of, uh, quote, victory, unquote, that we see now, um, and you and you compare that to the possible illegal votes, the number of possible illegal votes just dwarfs the the margins. Now, so how did I break this down? Here's the next top line. Mm -hmm. I discovered six dimensions of funny business election irregularities. What are they? Well, you got outright fraud. There's no question about that. That thing, That's like bribing American Indians in Nevada with, with, with cash cards, right? You got um, ballot mishandling, uh, which is, for example, when you have these so-called naked ballots that come in without an, uh, an outer envelope to see where they came from, right? And if you take those, that, that would be mishandling that. Um, that ballot. You got all sorts of, of process files uh, whereby, uh, for example, uh, in Pennsylvania uh, and Wisconsin, they, they, they kind of jury rigged and, and effectively broke the law to dramatically up the amount of mail in, in ballots. You've got, as a fourth dimension, you got these, you know, these violations of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Now, how did that happen? Basically, by treating Republican voters or poll watchers very differently and negatively from the Democrats. So, for example, um, in uh, Wayne County, Michigan, or Dane County, Wisconsin, um, if you were a Republican observer, uh, you were subject to all sorts of harassment, intimidation, denial of entry um, to actually uh, view. And I, I can tell you this, that, that ob- observers are the first line of defense 
um, again, fraud, against fraud. And then you have these all sorts of voting machine irregularities. Uh, and it's not just this Dominion system. There was There's two other types, Novus and Agilis. Um, and between them, uh, there's possible counting errors. There's lack of signature check. There's bad curing of ballots. And finally, you got these strange, these strange statistical anomalies where you could have a voter turnout above 100% in precincts, right? So, so think about a matrix, right, where you have six of these dimensions of irregularities or funny business across six battleground states. And so if you had a given irregularity in a state, you put a check mark in that box. So one of the great things about the report, it's like one picture is worth a thousand lawsuits. It's the matrix, <laughs> and it shows that it's a sea of friggin' check marks, right? This was like, and here's the, here's the, so, so, so the third top line um, is basically, even though all these battleground states had all of these things going on in, in some degree, each state basically stole the election in a different way, right? So in Georgia, for example, the big thing there that was most important was this funky consent decree that the turncoat uh, Brian Kemp, the governor down there, Republican by his name, but not by a long shot. And his and buddy uh, Raffensperger. Raffensperger, well, he's even worse. Yeah. Uh, those guys, well, don't get me started, but the, the, what they, they entered into this consent decree, which, which wiped out signature matching. There's a beautiful um, story in the report which compares the Georgia rejection rate of absentee ballots in 2016, which was 6%, to what it was in 2020, virtually nothing. Yeah, zero point and you something. you had a flood of absentee ballots, and that alone right there is enough to wipe out the Biden victory margin, right? And that's, that was the product, make, make no mistake about this, of an illegal consent decree, right? But, you know, in, in Nevada, like I said, you got, I mean, come on, cash cards for American Indians to vote for Biden. I mean, that's a felony. That's just a flat out, flat out felony. So you're, 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 you're telling the audience that vote buying is illegal. It's, I would <laughs> say it's in the, in the United States. I it was in Nevada. I would say that, you know, of all Nevada. the crimes against American democracy, I can't think of a worse one than bribing voters. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, what is that all about? And then you go to Michigan. Uh, they were first among equals, really, in um, observer abuses. Uh, Pennsylvania, um, they, the Secretary of State there, just Democrat, out of control, um, issuing illegal guidance to voters, getting slapped down by the Supreme Court there, ignoring the Supreme Court. Um, Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> check this out, right? So there were 70,000 voters in Wisconsin in, in 2016 who were categorized as indefinitely confined. And these are, you know, these are, these are folks uh, generally in their, in their senior years who, who can't really get out anymore. And, and it's legitimate for them to be able to vote from home without, without a big ID and signature mm -hmm. check, right? So, so and just to chime in, they, they legitimately request these through a process. Correct. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Correct. Uh, no problem. But what what um, what Wisconsin did was uh, 
basically dramatically expand the indefinitely confined definition behind the uh, shield of the China virus COVID crisis. And it went from 70,000 to 200,000. And that extra 130,000, there's just like tens of thousands of these people that are not indefinitely confined. No way, no how. We've got pictures of them on the ski slopes in Aspen or riding their bike or Facebook and this or Facebook and that. It's like, and, and that's flat out against the law. So, and so just to, to chime back this, in, because there's right. a lot of things in these six yeah. dimensions. So this would be considered outright fraud, right? Not just ballot mishandling, because this Correct. this terminology of indefinitely confined, who, you know, it's like if I'm in the studio on the air, am I indefinitely confined because I can't vote because I'm on the air? I mean, this is how loose and fast they've been playing with that. And I just want to let everybody know we're on with the White House trade advisor, Peter Navarro who put together this 36-page report highlighting these six dimensions of fraud and how they did it. And it's really good. And right now, we're honestly focused on one page. When he said this was a sea of check marks, he's not kidding. And I tweeted this out, so you can check that out, at Rich Valdez, at Rich Valdez on Twitter. But go ahead, Dr. Navarro, keep breaking it down. Yeah, and and, the, this, and definitely you can find voters saying it's a twofer, right? Me, meaning that, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the people who are registering while they're, while they're out skiing and not indefinitely combined. That's fraud. But it was also true that it was illegal for the state officials to expand the definition the way they did. Right. So here's a here's here's another takeaway from this. It's like if if your listeners are out there looking for like the Kraken or the single bullet, the silver bullet, Mm -hmm. whatever, it's not there. What it is, this is more like death by a thousand cuts, or more accurately, death by these six dimensions of election irregularities. And you look at it, you know, you see like the, the mainstream media now is like, oh, there's no evidence. Hey, guess what? There's thousands of documents that show the evidence. Um, and, and a lot of this is, is, is just straight bending or breaking the law. It was, it was a very well thought out strategy. And, you know, what I see, Rich, I see in this country Mm -hmm. uh, an unfortunate situation where uh, some of our our most important institutions to hold together a democracy, the media, the Democrat Party, everything in between, um, are willing to embark on this ends justify the means type of behavior in order to get rid of Donald Trump. And so you you have an anti-Trump mainstream media and New York Times, the Washington Post, you have a censoring social media and Twitter um, and Facebook, uh, and the Google search engines, and they're willing basically to manipulate the process, turn a blind eye to these election irregularities, and they justify their behavior uh, on this ends justify the means. And I'm telling you, if we get to inauguration day, And we inaugurate what in all likelihood is an illegal and illegitimate president who does not have the confidence of an increasing on every daily basis, an increasing share of Americans who who understand this election likely was stolen. Um, All hope is lost. I mean, if the greatest democracy in world history can't run a fair election, how how are we going to survive Internally, and by the way, you know, it's like people are listening here. What do we do? Well, hey, there's a lot of things we, we should do. I mean, we need a special counsel 
to immediately investigate. Percent agree with that. that. We I need, think you're spot we on. We need that Georgia. We need that Georgia election postponed to February because that is like that is like a fest. Well, one thing I want to tell you is that in five of these six battleground states, Rich, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, right? Five of the six, not Michigan. Five of the six have Republican legislatures. Both chambers are controlled by Republicans, yet these legislatures have refused to investigate these election irregularities. And you've got the Governor Kemp in Georgia, uh, Raffensperger, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. and then out in Arizona, you've got Ducey, and it's time for these Republicans to step up to the plate. I, I think if we, if we get a special counsel to investigate, we postpone the Georgia uh, event, we need to seize these voting machines and, and, and make sure that they can count right, because it sure looks like they sure can't. And we need backbone, mm-hmm. backbone in these Republican legislatures to stand up for this country, because there's no excuse for what's going on here. Hundred percent. I think this, to me, it's what I talked about in my monologue, and I I talk about it a lot. Is what's going on with courage? And I think people are thinking, oh, that they don't have the spine. Sometimes I think they've got the spine to do the wrong thing. It's sometimes it's easier to do the right thing. And in this situation, you would have Republicans. You would think it's easy to support the Republican, but instead they want to seem to just kind of um, shirk their responsibility. Why is that? I think there's two things going on here. Uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Trump Republican. Yeah. What is that? That's the deplorable Republican. That's, <laughs> you know, at the White House, I was the guy who, who represented Main Street creating jobs in factories, right? And, and mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump, transformational, ter- transformed the Republican Party into the party of, of the working class, of the Main, main Street. And the two things uh, that... that that really did that were really the trade issue and, and, and secure borders, right? And I just tell you, there's just a lot of traditional Republicans out there uh, who don't really uh, get on that Trump train, right? And I think that's part of the problem here. But I also think that it's a courage problem. Uh, it's it's the, these legislators, they want to run and hide. They don't want to make the, the courageous choice. But I'm telling you, history is not going to judge these people well. You, you, mm-hmm. you have to remember, um, Kennedy stole that election from Nixon in 1960. Uh, it was done by Mayor Richard Daley in Chicago uh, with dead voters. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it, that, that was one city that changed not just a presidential election, but the course of history. Elections do matter. And it took decades before every, anybody was actually willing at a historical basis to admit, yeah, that was stolen, okay? Right. I'm telling you, the same thing's going to happen here, but on, on a scale you can't even imagine, because this wasn't Chicago. This was six battleground mm-hmm. states, a Democratic Party. There's millions of votes involved, and there's six dimensions of election irregularities re- that they engaged in. I mean, this is like... This is like <laughs> It's like out of a spy novel. Going to judge this. Yeah, history is not going to judge us well if we if we allow this to happen. And I'll tell you, I mean, Biden. Look, I, look, Hunter Biden uh, with his laptop from hell 
Mm-hmm. Um, before the election, it was like, oh, nothing to see there from the mainstream media. Well, guess what? He, yeah, he, <laughs> that thing is toxic. He's under investigation. My view is that the worst case scenario here is we get an illegitimate and illegal president inaugurated. Um, and then, um, you know, all the scandal comes out about how Biden is bought and sold by China's his brother and his son and things like that. And we wind up with with Kamala Harris as president pushing progressive policies um, that, you know, maybe 15 percent of this country support. We're on with and White so House trade advisor Peter Navarro. Uh, Peter Navarro, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just want to let the audience know yeah, what ahead. we're talking about. Because there's a few things you brought up. And I think, you know, we look at Joe Biden and the nepotism with being sold out to China. And it's pretty evident, you know, whatever the outcome of the FBI is, that there's multiple pieces of proof floating around that show he had these business deals. If do you, I don't know if you have business deals. I doubt you have business deals in China, looking at the <laughs> writings you've done over the past two decades. I right? hope you doubt that. <laughs> I know I don't have business deals in China. So I think most people yeah. in America, right? No, no honey pots either like Eric Swallow. Oh my by goodness. The way. No fang fang for you. So No fang fang for me, no. I heard yeah, she loved him long time, the by the way. Fang. I'll yeah. go for the pizza, but not the fang fang. <laughs> That's right. So uh, you look at something like that and you think most Americans don't have a deal, even like McConnell. They just don't have these deals going in China that you could even arguably say, oh, no, this is on the up and up. We just don't have these deals. I think most Americans do their business here. Most. There might be some international business people. Granted. So I think when, when you look at that, most people say that's kind of uh, out of the norm. And I think part of the problem that you talk about courage is also just the perception that's been created by the media that we look at this and we go, oh, yeah, no, those people do that. You know, the swamp people, they do business internationally, John Kerry, his family, all that's very normal for them. Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation. And it's like that's how they operate. And it's become normalized. And I think something that Donald Trump has brought with his administration is really saying, that's not how it works, folks. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. True or false? Yeah. Uh, boy, it's true. And it's like, it, does, it doesn't, it shouldn't work that way. But I, look, I've been, I was with the president during the campaign, Rich. Yeah. Uh, in New York, uh, not far probably from where you're now. Uh, and, and been with him the whole time. And you know, he's really uh, changed public attitudes. I mean, I think we're all China hawks now. Um, and, and, and communist China, to be clear, is a, a deep existential threat. Yeah. What I'm focused on right now, between now and Inauguration Day, is getting justice for the American voter. And we really need to, uh, to look at this. Um, I, I hope you'll put the report up on your website. I got a Will Twitter do. account, uh, Real P. Navarro, Real P. Navarro. You, you can download it there. Um, and it, look, um, this is a grassroots kind of thing we need to do in order to basically get, uh, get these politicians to find some courage because we cannot afford to let this election be stolen. History, history will judge us harshly mm-hmm. if we do not rise up now and, and get a full investigation of it. And if we get the investigation and it, and he won legally. I'll be the first to uh, congratulate him. But I can tell you that, that what I've seen and and looked at, there's no way. There's Fake no phony way. fraud. This was, this, this was a, and it was again. It's like there's no there's no smoking gun here. There's there's like a whole army 
Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> death by a thousand election irregularities. Excellent. Right? And it's it's bending the law, breaking the law, bribery, and and everything in between. The the report is really well done, and it's really clearly laid out for everybody to want to check it out. Um, that's at Real Peter Navarro, and of course, if you're following me on social media at Rich Valdez with an S, you can definitely get it there. I tweeted it out two or three times already, and I want to make sure everybody has a chance to see it. Everybody, that's Peter Navarro, and we got a minute to go. Just tell us a little bit about what's going on with trade policy. I mean, this is obviously is your forte. What you do in the White House every day, advising the president on manufacturing policy and trade policy as director of that office in the White House. Uh, give us a you know a one minute primer on that. America first. Bring our jobs home. Uh, stop fight. Stop the uh, steel from these foreign countries like China that flood our zone with uh, government-subsidized, often counterfeit goods. And um, I've been with the president these last four years, and we've done over 10 Buy American, Hire American executive orders. Uh, We dramatically increased uh, manufacturing jobs. And that's what Donald J. Trump has always been all about, the working man and woman in this country, work with their hands, getting them Mm -hmm. a decent wage, uh, and, and job security. And, um, you know, we're in a tough time now with this communist China party virus. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm very concerned about what's going to happen, uh, in 2021, um, based on, uh, how this election is unfolding. So Peter Navarro, as an economist, and with that being said, how do you, um, you know, how would you handicap this? What, what, what do you expect to happen with, with the January 6th, uh, vote counting for the electoral college votes with the inauguration and all of that? How do you see that panning out? We, uh, are just pushing forward, trying to get, find this as much evidence as we can and basically push, uh, the state legislatures, the uh, the courts, uh, and the Congress into acknowledging uh, what has happened and then using their individual powers uh, to do the right thing. And so um, that's where we're at. And every day new information comes to light. Um, and it, it, at one point, perhaps uh, we'll see some action, action, action. Um, in, in Arizona or Georgia or Michigan, uh, we just need some courage here amongst legislators. Like I said, it's like, it's like mind boggling, Rich, that, that five of these six states have Republican state legislatures. It shows you how deep, how deep the water in the swamp is. You're right. Shame on them. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Peter Navarro. America first is how the trade policies work. There are six dimensions of irregularities in this report. I encourage you to take a look at it. Keep up the good work, sir. You are a patriot. We thank you for what you're doing. Send our best to the president. Wish him a Merry Christmas for us. The highest compliment of Patriot, sir. I appreciate it, and I will wish him a Merry Christmas for you. Amen, Peter Navarro. God bless you, and thanks for joining us again. All right, my bud. Take care. You got it, man. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.